folks. Welcome back to the Field and Garden Podcast. It's your friend, Lisa Mason Ziegler. And friends, I have another replay by our friend, Ellen Frost of Local Color Flowers um, from her talk targeting how she sources locally grown flowers during winter. I mean, is that not the biggest question mark most florists and designers have about what do you do in the winter? And that's what Ellen is sharing with us today. And folks, prepare yourselves because this is a good one. Let's take a listen. I'm excited to be in Clubhouse this morning. I've got lots to say about winter winter sourcing. I've really been enjoying the uh, photos you've been posting in the uh, Florist Buying Local Flowers Instagram page. Those have just been really beautiful. Oh, good. Thank you. I hope hope everyone's enjoying them. Um, this is my first foray into managing two Instagram accounts. So um, we are photoing and videoing like crazy at the shop to make sure we have lots of awesome content for both for both of our spots. (laughs) Seems to be working. It looks great. And I see you've starting to get to quite a few followers on there. So that's great too. Thank you. (laughs) All right, everyone, we're just going to wait one more minute and then we will get started. So grab your coffee or your hot tea. I assume you're maybe somewhere where it's cooling off and hot tea is an appropriate morning drink now. Um, So yeah, get your And if you have anybody that you'd like to invite to grab uh, a coffee and join us this morning, you can go ahead and invite them too. Yeah, if you haven't uh, ever invited someone to a Clubhouse chat before, just so everyone is aware, there's a little button at the bottom of the screen. It's a plus sign. And that should pull up uh, the people that you're connected to within Clubhouse. And you can just click on their picture, anyone that you think might enjoy this chat. All right, it's 8 a.m. Let's get started. Um, Good morning, everyone. Um, I am Ellen Frost. I am the owner of Local Color Flowers. We are a floral design studio here in Baltimore City. Um, I am also a course creator for the Gardener's Workshop, and my course is called Growing Your Business with Local Flower Sourcing. It's offered just once a year, so the new class will start in January, and registration opens November 5th, which is so soon. Um, If you are interested in learning more about this class, check out the Gardener's Workshop, or you can just DM me. I've had a couple DMs this week asking for more information. Um, Obviously, I'm biased, but it's an awesome class if you want to learn more about local sourcing. Um, and if you want to learn more about the work that I do here in Baltimore, you can follow us on Instagram at Local Color Flowers, or you can find um, local sourcing info on our dedicated Instagram account that Jesse and I were just talking about. At, um, uh, sorry, Flores Buying Local Flowers on Instagram or Flores Buying Local on Facebook. Um, and just a note that, or maybe Jesse can confirm that this is being recorded. And um, if you come up to talk, you will be recorded. Is that true? Yes. So um, we know that not everyone can join us here and we want to make sure that the information is accessible to people in other formats. And so, um, you know, we are uh, recording the conversation for possible distribution as a podcast later on. And um, so if you do uh, raise your hand and come to the stage to ask a question, just be aware 
of that aspect. But um, also, please know that you are not required to come up to the stage in order to ask a question. Um, part of the reason that I'm here is to help facilitate in case anyone has questions that they want to ask through me. And you can do that using the back channel feature. <clears throat> Excuse me. The back channel feature is uh, the, the chat feature here on Clubhouse, and you can use that by uh, clicking on the bottom right corner of the little paper airplane icon. If you click on that and then start typing my name in, you should find me on there with the same photo, and um, you can send me your questions, and once we get to that portion, I'll be happy to ask them for you. Anyway, awesome. thank you so much. I'm looking forward to the talk. All right, great. And so I'll also just say that um, I would love people to comment, question, um, I can talk a lot. I'm not going to talk a lot, but I can talk a lot. Uh, we're going to go till about 8.30 this morning so that everybody can get their day started. Um, so we've had a couple of questions and some interest in talking about um, winter sourcing. Um, so local sourcing post-frost. Um, and this is a topic I will say that I... I'm really passionate about. Um, it is not my favorite topic of conversation because I don't love when frost hits and we are sort of thrown into the mix of winter sourcing. Um, but it is something I'm passionate about and proud of our success in. Um, so it's something I do like to talk about, but I know um, growers, they're tired, they're ready for frost, they're ready for a break. I totally get it. Designers, we too are tired and ready for a break. Um, but um, if you are like me, you have to have a year-round business in order to keep your business going. And so um, winter sourcing is just a, a must for us. And so um there is a lot to say about this topic, and I will say that today is really just going to be an introduction to winter sourcing talk. We can continue over the next few weeks as we get closer to frost um, on some different topics around local sourcing in the winter, um, but today is really going to be just a introduction to like some of the issues. Um, and so... I don't know who's listening. Are you a designer? Like, what do you do in the winter? Um, are you a grower? Uh, what do you do in the winter? Uh, we decided pretty early on um, when I was just doing this part time that we wanted to do it full time year round. But in order to do that, we would have to figure out how to source flowers in the winter. And our business really began and continues to focus on sourcing flowers as close to home as possible. And so winter, we are in zone like 7B here in Baltimore, Baltimore City. And so we're in, you know, a pretty temperate climate. Certainly we have um, frost and freezes and snow. And so we're not like in a, in a Southern place where, where you don't have that. So we, um, we weren't even really sure what was possible when we started thinking about this. So it was maybe two or three years into our business that we thought, okay, let's, let's start investigating what is even possible post frost. So our frost date here is about October 15th. Um, 
Usually in Baltimore City, because we have some microclimates, we can go longer than that for growers inside the city. Certainly growers outside of the city are looking at about October 15th, give or take a week um, for the frost date. And so for sure, for us, weddings go past that. I mean, right now our wedding season goes until about Thanksgiving and it could go further, but we, we focus mostly on pre-Thanksgiving weddings. Um, so that gives us, you know, we, we knew we had to have about six weeks worth from frost to Thanksgiving and, and Thanksgiving orders too, of flowers um, for events. And then there was the holiday season, sort of what I would call deep winter, which starts like, you know, December, January through um, Valentine's Day. And then maybe early spring, which would be Valentine's Day through when the first field flowers are, maybe mid to late March. So that's how I started thinking about what's possible in the winter. Um, clearly, your, if you're a designer that is in a really cold place, um, winter sourcing may not be available to you locally. Um, one thing I would say is that I often hear from designers who say, well, I can't source locally in the winter because nobody has anything, which might be the case. However, um, I kind of thought that too when I was doing my investigating in the beginning. And then I found out that actually there were lots of people who were doing things in the winter. I just didn't know about them. And it took some some, some real investigation um, to find what was possible. So I would say the first thing is just if you're a designer who's interested in sourcing post-frost, um, just do an assessment of what's out there already, who's doing what. And you may have to really ask around, ask the growers that you're working with, hey, do you do any season extension stuff? Are you doing any evergreens? Are you doing any um, early spring bulbs inside? Anything. Um, learn what's, what's happening already. Um, and then figure out if this is really something you want to try. Um, do you want to try sourcing locally in the winter? Um, you know, I'm not for us, we do source 100% of our stuff locally, but that doesn't mean you have to do that too. You could source one thing locally, like maybe you're getting evergreens um, from your wholesaler and maybe there's evergreens available in your community. So that would be just like one thing you could switch to. Um, so I'm not saying like at the drop of a dime, switch over to 100% local in the winter. I mean, it's just likely not possible for most people. But you can be thinking about what's what's a crop that I could buy locally? How could I support a local grower in the winter? Um, and then also, I think it's good if you're a designer thinking about this to assess whether your designs and product offerings can change with the seasons. So our offerings change seasonally. I mean, that's just how it works. So, you know, this time of year, we're doing a lot of dried wreaths. Um, we will be doing a lot of winter wreaths. Our, our weekly orders, our single orders will start to look more 
um, seasonal. You know, we'll start to use dried things. We'll start to use pods. We'll start to use, um, you know, as we get into December, evergreens and berries and um, things like that. So we don't have an aesthetic that um, sort of binds us into one look. Um, our, our model and our aesthetic is we use what's locally available. That means our designs and our looks are going to change as the season changes. And so um, if you're a designer thinking about doing this, maybe think about, you know, can I change how my designs look? Can I, I mean, one thing is if you follow us on Instagram uh, uh, at local color flowers, you could just go through a year's worth of photos um, of our, of our work. And you can see really clearly how those designs change. If you look in January, uh, everything is magnolia, berries, tulips, you know, it is, it is a very winter looking design. Um, if you look in August, it's dahlias, zinnias, lysianthus, you know, we're changing as we go. So I'm a big proponent of this way of designing. I know not every designer is set up to work that way, but the more you can be thinking about changing your designs with the seasons, I think the more you'll be able to source post-frost. Um, another thing to consider if you're thinking about doing sourcing post-frost, um, there will likely be, I know somebody asked me this this week, there will likely be price increases for things. So, um, you know, like for us, we have a grower that grows dahlias um, post-frost. So she will have dahlias from the frost date to Thanksgiving. And those dahlias for us are critical um, because we do, do do a lot of weddings during that six weeks. Um, we're also doing Thanksgiving orders, um, but the price is increased. So normally her dahlias are two fifty. Post frost, they're five dollars. You know that's a double. That that's fifty or hundred percent increase in price. Um, so we have to figure out how we can. Um, continue to use that product while both um, increasing our pricing to our customers and um, sort of managing designs so that the dahlias are not, you know, we're not putting 10 in, maybe we're putting five in. We just have to adjust our designs to still use that as a focal flower, but maybe not as liberally as we do when the, when the price is, is cheaper. Um, so, you know, can you, can you handle an increase in price? Um, and then another thing I think to think about if you're a designer who, who is sourcing locally and is using local sourcing as a um, way to market yourself or to, to differentiate yourself in the marketplace, thinking about like, how are you going to explain winter to your customers? Um, I remember when we first started out, we had this like, really complicated narrative on the website, but that was really the only way I could think to do it. So what I wanted to say was, we are committed to sourcing as close to home as possible. And this really remains the same today, although I don't have this long complicated thing on the website. Um, so we are gonna maximize um, our local growers in the winter. So that means that we are still going to stick with um, designs that focus on 
what is available locally. So if it's January, we are going to have magnolia. We are not going to source eucalyptus from California um, because we don't need to. We have greens and we're gonna design around those greens. Um, we are going to source as close to home as possible. And when we have to go further afield, uh, we will do that, but with the with the idea that closer to home is is better. So I'll give you an example. Last year, because of COVID, we were not sourcing from one of our main winter growers in Pennsylvania. Um, there was a lot of reasons. This was pre-vaccination, so we were concerned about our staff not being vaccinated, the people at the farm not being vaccinated, and wanted to be very careful about that. Um, additionally, we had some travel bans between Pennsylvania and Maryland um, that were, were sort of requiring us not to go across state lines regularly for, um, for work unless we had a really robust testing process in, in, at the business, which we did not have. So, um, so we weren't buying from them last year. We will be buying from this year, them from this year, thank goodness. Um, but last year we were not really available to, we weren't able to do that. So we started thinking, okay, well, what, what are our other options? We have, um, there is a farm on Long Island called Battenfelds and they're a hundred year old family farm. They grow Christmas trees and they grow anemones. That's it. Um, I mean, they grow ranunculus too, but not till really late in the, in the, what I would call early spring. So um, we reached out to them and we tried to figure out how we could buy anemones, which seemed um, like a focal flower, a flower that people like. Um, and they were really like as close as we could get, right? Like they were in New York. So it was about a, a 250 mile um, journey. Um, so we met with them. We talked about how shipping would work. We had never had flowers shipped to us. So we didn't really know how that worked. Um, and so we started buying from them weekly and that worked out great. Everything about it worked out great. Um, the shipping was ground shipping. It was pretty easy. It was overnight, it got to us same time every week. Um, and we were able to have anemones really like Christmas through um, Valentine's Day, which totally saved us. Um, now, yes, I could have just gone to a wholesaler and bought flowers that came from California or South America um, that would have been probably, I don't know, easier. But we are, we are trying to model a sustainable company um, and trying to make choices that are as sustainable as possible. So Battenfelds was a great option. Same with we have a tulip grower here in Maryland. Um, that we buy from in the winter. Some weeks she has gaps, just the way that harvest works. And so we could um, work with a grower in New Jersey called Van Dyke Brother um, Tulips and get tulips from them on the between weeks. Again, they're about 200 miles away. I think a little less than that, actually. Um, and we were able to do that. So um, I guess like one thing I'll say about winter sourcing is it is a lot of piecing things together. It is not the abundance of, um, of options that you would have in the summer. Um, however, um, we can piece together quite a bit. Again, if you take a look at our Instagram in the winter, you'll see sort of the kinds of things that we're working with and, and what's possible in our region. Now, I know 
it is not possible in every region. So if you are somewhere where it's really cold, um, this likely will not work for you. I, I totally get it. So this is for people that might be in a region where you could, could be getting stuff um, post-frost. Um, okay, so I'm going to open it up to questions in a minute. But one thing I want to say about thinking about local sourcing post-frost for right now, like I said, this can continue, we can continue this conversation for many weeks, um, is that this is the long game. Hear me, this is the long game. I know that we are, um, we, I don't know why. I mean, there's lots of reasons why, but we have become a society that likes things um, quickly. We like results quickly. We want what we want when we want it. Um, this is the long game, friends. This is, um, this is developing relationships with growers that take years. This is, um, I'll just give one quick example. And we can talk about this in later, in later um, clubhouse talks. But our relationship with our tulip grower, our winter tulip grower, started, I guess, six years ago when we brought up the idea of her growing um, winter tulips for us. She grows dahlias. She has structures. She has space. It makes sense for her to do indoor growing. Um, and so it took about a year for her to figure out if that was possible, um, to make sure she had the greenhouse space. She actually built another small greenhouse just for tulips. Uh, and then maybe another some months for her to order and to get the first order in the ground, first order of tulip bulbs in the ground. So we've, we're buying from her, maybe this is the fourth year. And there have been lots of challenges. The first year, the crop was a complete failure. The second year, the timing was off. The third year was great. Fourth year, um, pretty good, but still some gaps. So this is not like everything is going to happen all at once. It's not like you're going to say today on September 28th, I want to do winter sourcing. And then in the winter, it's all going to be there for you. Um, this is... This takes time, it takes effort, it takes relationship building, it takes flexibility, it takes commitment, um, and it takes a, a long game approach to make it work. Um, so that has just been my experience. I just put that out there so that people, I like to, I'm, I am the queen of managing people's expectations. So I want to manage everybody's expectations that this is not something that is going to magically happen overnight. However, um, you know, we source locally year round. Uh, we have a successful business year round. We keep our staff year round. We um, do subscriptions year round. Um, and I'm really, I'm not trying to like pat myself on the back because every year is different. Every year is a challenge. Like I said, like last year, I was not predicting that we would not be able to buy from our major winter grower. Um, every year is different, but I am really proud of the work that we've done to um, do winter sourcing in our region and to be a model for other designers in our region that are interested in local sourcing post-frost to show them um, that it's possible and how they can do it. Um, all right. So, so that's, 
sort of an overview about thinking about post-frost um, sourcing. We've got another, you know, two weeks, three weeks before frost shows up. Um, I'm happy to continue this conversation because there's a lot more to say about building relationships with growers in the winter. How do you get stuff in the winter? Um, like I said, changing your designs in the winter. We can talk all about that in more depth. Um, so right now, who has questions, comments? Tell me your winter stuff or late fall, winter, early spring stuff. What do you got I, I wanted. I wanted to uh, just remind everyone that you're more than welcome to come up and ask your questions by um, raising your hand, clicking the hand at the bottom of the screen there, or you can send me a text question um, using the back channel feature, the paper airplane icon below. And Ellen, I just wanted to uh, say that I, that I, uh, what resonated with me that you just said was um, talking about managing expectations in terms of what's going to be available. Um, I think that, you know, um, something that a lot of people could do, even if they feel like they're not 100% ready to jump into trying to rely on locally sourced product is just to start to play with local product, um, you know, just just to kind of get a feel for what's available, um, you know, and start to do some designs where you're just testing out what can you do, what's possible with uh, local product at different times of the year, just for your own benefit, you know, and even if you're not, you don't feel like you're ready to move your business in that direction, even necessarily, you know, um, I, I find that it can be, you know, very uh, just enjoyable even to um, check out the types of pods and things that start to become available in the fall and, and um, as you move into the winter time as well. And so I encourage everyone, even if they're not too sure, uh, you know, about whether or not their business is, you know, that that's a business model that they want to pursue to just start exploring, um, you know, the, the four season uh, availability in your area. I think that's a great point. And I think that um, if you are just starting to think about this um, sort of seasonal sourcing after frost, um, I, I do feel like Instagram is a great tool because you can, um, like Jesse said, just be designing for fun um, or for learning um, and share that with your um, Instagram followers and tell the story of what you're doing. You may find that people are like, man, that is not something I want. I do not want cotton pods in my arrangement. Or they might be like, whoa, cotton pods. I didn't know that was I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know that was possible. Um it doesn't have to be like Jesse said, it's not like you have to all of a sudden change your entire business model, but start, start exploring, start creating, start learning, um, start getting comfortable with a, diff a totally different product um, and just see where it leads. I think that's great. All right. Any questions from the audience or comments? Is there anybody out there that is... Um, sourcing locally in the winter or growing locally in the winter. Um, anybody interested in doing that? Let me hear from you. All right, friends, anyone? I'm not seeing anyone on the back channel right now. Um, so okay. if anyone uh, here in the, in, the, uh, in the main group wants to come up, please feel free to do so.
I know you're all probably like, oh my God, winter growing, winter sourcing. How is she getting me into this? Um, I'm, not, I'm not committing you yet. Um, I'm only committing you to learning and exploring. Um, so give that a try. Um, I would be happy, like I said, to talk about this topic more over the next few weeks as we get closer to frost and sort of explain a little more about how our process changes. Our Everything changes post-frost for us. The growers we buy from change. Our weekly schedule changes because we have to go drive places to get flowers more. Um, we're using different product. Our designs look different. Everything changes. It's like, um, it's like a, a switch is flipped and we have a different business. Um, and so I'd be happy to share if you're interested more about that as we, as we go. And if you have any questions or comments or topics you'd like me to discuss, feel free to just drop me uh, a message on Instagram and we will, we will go ahead and do that. Well, and the other thing I wanted to mention as well is that if you um, want to make sure that you catch the uh, rest of the discussion about this, um, please consider joining um, Ellen's club here on Clubhouse if you haven't already. And you can do that by um, at the top of the screen there where it says florist buying local, you can tap the green house icon there and it'll take you to her club. And when you join the club as a member, then when new uh, discussions are scheduled, you'll be notified and you'll have the opportunity to put that in your calendar if you want. Um, and so that's a good way to make sure you don't miss the upcoming discussions. Awesome. All right. So if there's no questions or comments right now, um, we will sign off and uh, look forward to seeing you all again next week on Tuesday at 8 a.m. Uh, for more talk about local sourcing. Hope everybody has a great week. Uh, hope you got great flowers to work with. And we'll uh, talk again soon. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Ellen. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. All right, friends. You know, something that is really coming through in all of these chats that we're sharing here on the podcast that Ellen does, Ellen has run her design studio located in Baltimore, Maryland, now for 13 years and done it successfully. And she only sources locally cut flowers. Now, you know, we understand that not everybody wants to do 100% local, but there are surely many designers and florists that are now rushing to local growers, not only because of the um, this disruption in the supply, um, orders being canceled, just a lot of hiccups and problems and it's really very stressful for them, but as that is happening, they're realizing that local professional cut flower growers can meet the need, can fix their problem. And I'm just so grateful that we have Ellen to share how she's done it. She's such a great teacher. Um, and if you haven't checked out her um, social media handles, Local Color Flowers, um, on Instagram, and also she is what is behind um, the Instagram page, Florist Buying Local, and she does posts every day um, showing and showcasing what she's doing and just what's going on, so I just can't 
urge you enough to follow Flores Buying Local on Instagram. And as always, she is um, actually doing her live talks on Clubhouse every Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. And she would love for you to join her there and bring your questions. So folks, Ellen's course comes out. Um, the, in, the enrollment um, is coming up in November, and you can learn more about that at thegardenersworkshop.com. And friends, local is where it's at, and we are doing our best to educate and show others how they can use local and to help growers grow more local. So till we meet again, ciao.